catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Tuesday morning, January 25th. I'm Matthew Bell, and this is The Point from WUFT News. The Gainesville City Commission is taking steps to partner with the Gainesville Housing Authority. According to the GHA's website, the organization is an advocate for affordable housing and provider of affordable housing for Gainesville families. I spoke with WFT's Alan Halili, who covered the partnership and has worked as a contributor for the Metro Desk at the Independent Alligator. Here's Alan. So this story um, that I recently got published centers around the Gainesville Housing Authority. It's one of the largest providers of affordable housing opportunities in the city. And what I mean by affordable housing opportunities is, um, you know, the organization owns several complexes that people can live in that are considered affordable, meaning um, less than 30 or 40 percent of their income is spent towards housing, uh, depending on, you know, which definition you're going by. And so essentially they're seeking a city partnership And there's a lot of confusion about what that exactly means. In 2018, the uh, Gainesville City Commission, when uh, former Commissioner Gail Johnson was on the commission, she expressed some concerns about naming one single affordable housing provider to be the official partner of the city, um, you know, in terms of thinking about shutting other organizations like Habitat for Humanity or the NHGC out of things like city land and city funding and city resources. So now it was initially tabled, the discussion, but Commissioner Harvey Ward re-entered it into the, into the discussion to move forward with a presentation in last November. And last Thursday, they uh, the GHA staff, including the CEO, Pamela Davis, made a presentation to the commission um, about, you know, what the partnership could mean and some of the projects that they're working on. It did pass uh, four to one. One of the commissioners was absent and Commissioner Duncan Walker, uh, who initially or historically has had some tension uh, with the Gainesville Housing Authority she was the one that voted against the proposal, mostly because of, you know, concerns of ex- exclusivity, similar to what Commissioner Gail Johnson, you know, had, had said a couple years prior. Have you learned anything new or interesting while covering this piece? Yeah, I, I guess one of the things that I had not really looked into much is how many people this affects. You know, there's a lot of people in Gainesville Um, that are considered to be cost burdened, um, which, like I said, means that they spend either 30 or 40 percent of their income to housing. Um, And I think as students, it's something that we don't really think about um, because most of our income does go to housing. But, you know, it's something that's real for for families that, you know, families of three and even even people with dual incomes, they have to spend so much of their money on housing. They're not able to have other things that would increase their quality of life. I guess I never realized how widespread that is. And it really is a crisis. Um, You know, in Florida alone, I believe the the data shows that there's 23 affordable and available units for for low-income families for every 100 of them. So there really is a need. What is one thing Florida residents can take away from this partnership? 
One of the things that I didn't mention was the goal is to create 500 affordable housing opportunities. And, you know, when I initially saw that, I was confused because I think that lacks a lot of clarity. You know, what does that exactly mean? So I, I think it's important to um, question things like that um, when they're, when, and pay attention to local politics. Um, you know, if you're passionate about, about something like affordable housing or what, whatever the issue might be, homelessness, you know, once they say a number, it's important to figure out what exactly that means. Um, because, you know, somebody might look at that and be like, oh, they're going to build 500 affordable units. Well, no, it's also, um, you know, Section 8 vouchers, which is something that they also do pretty regularly. So I think it's just important to have a healthy amount of skepticism when it comes to things that your city government is doing that might have an impact on you or those that are most vulnerable in your communities. That was WUFT's Alan Halili covering the Gainesville City Commission and the Gainesville Housing Authority. Now, let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. The state of Florida has dropped its appeal of the Biden administration's COVID-19 vaccination requirement for healthcare workers. The requirements will apply to healthcare providers that take part in Medicaid or Medicare programs, according to the Acala Gazette. Starting Thursday, workers must have one dose of the vaccine or have pending requests for exemptions. Workers will have one month to finish their dose of the vaccine. Canals in the Florida Everglades that were once used to drain farmland now pose a threat to the ecosystem they occupy. Dredged in the 1920s and 30s for farmland, the canals are leading to rising sea levels and sediment displacement in the area. According to WLRN, plugs have been installed to stop the 9-inch rise in seawater. Construction of the dams are being completed by Ducks Unlimited in collaboration with Audubon. Efforts to expand broadband in rural parts of the state have passed in the Florida Senate Commerce Committee, according to FloridaPolitics.com. The pair of bills will designate $400 million to expanding Internet access to the 21% of rural Floridians who do not have broadband access. While Senate Republicans are hailing the bill, Democrats are more weary. Senate Democrats state that while the bill may provide the possibility of service to unconnected residents, it does not guarantee access to those who cannot afford it. The House versions of this bill have not yet been heard in the House chamber. SpaceX's Dragon CRS-24 cargo ship splashed down off the coast of Florida near Panama City, according to Space.com. The ship contains nearly 5,000 pounds of scientific material, including a cytoskeleton and a 12-year-old imaging microscope which had been used for more than a decade in orbit. The spacecraft finished its month-long journey to resupply Expedition 66 space flyers before it was loaded with finished experiments and data to return to Earth. The scientific material was returned to NASA following re-entry. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Matthew Bell, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Tuesday.